get some of the intro stuff out of the way and then jump right into the topics. Um, so from uh, Apollo, I believe we have Anon, and I'm not sure if uh, Bruce is coming up to speak as well. I'll invite. Uh, yeah, you guys want to give a small introduction on what you guys do with Apollo? Yeah, yeah I think uh, Bruce, Bruce is hopping in, in a minute too. But yeah, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm one of the, the founders at Apollo. Uh, so yeah, our, our main product is the, is the vaults. So we have auto compounding vaults, and, and we also have like a few other vaults, like the state TAT vault, which operates a little bit different. So we've kind of built out this infrastructure for for vault tokens, um, where you can create basically like a liquid position um, of your LPs. So I guess it's, it's similar to how like liquid staking can can unlock, you know, your staking position, and, and this is kind of like a liquid way to unlock your um, liquidity position. So uh, that's kind of what we mainly work on, and then yeah, we also have kind of the treasury that which we which we use. So we provide liquidity and and um, manage a few things like that. And obviously, we hold a, a large a large amount of Astro as well through that. So that's kind of the, the gist of it. And then um, yeah, I think Bruce is up here too, so I'll let him uh, run the intro. Yeah, and we'll definitely dive into some of those stuff like the the Tia Vault and a lot of the uh, stuff going on in Apollo in a minute. Uh, yeah, Bruce, do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, um, thanks so much everyone for joining. Um, so I'm Bruce, I'm one of the co-founders. Um, so I've been with Apollo since we launched in 2021 originally. Um, and yeah, just kind of work with a lot of the, the business stuff, the community stuff and, and the kind of the planning for what, uh, what we're working on. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for having, here, for having us here, being kind of big fans of Astroport and Cosmos for a long time. Um, I think Anon did a very good job of briefly introducing what we're working on. Um, but yeah, really excited to dive into it more. Awesome, sweet. Uh, and then Timothy, are you uh, there? Yeah, hi guys. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, so I'm main contributor in Astroport protocol, and I'm mainly focused on smart contract side. Yeah, so built this permission permissionless incentives contract, PCL contract, and so on. And now I'm working on Hub Move. Yeah, so I'm smart contract dev in my support. Nice. Nice to meet you guys. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, so I do want to start with maybe one uh, question for Timothy, and then we'll shift the focus on to Apollo, since most of the space will be on Apollo. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we have a dev with us, and oftentimes, uh, I mean, oftentimes we do have a dev with us, but Timothy is our main smart contract. I think we're still uh, missing Dino, the host, the so he has so a he little kind of technical problem. So I expect uh, he will our join so within the next one or two minutes. So uh, I just wanted to ask, for that, so uh, I mean, you've been working on a lot on our core. Hey, sorry, was my mic off? Can you hear me? Yep, can he? But there was some... Oh, yeah, was can you? Uh, sorry, uh, where, where did you... Did, 
Timothy, did you hear the question I was asking? No, unfortunately, they are overlapping. Uh, uh, okay, I'm not sure what's going on. Apologies, but let me just restart. I I was saying that it's a it's a great opportunity to have Timothy here because he's our main smart contract engineer and he knows the ins and outs of our of our contract. So I I just wanted to ask one quick question to Timothy before we uh, shift focus to Apollo and kind of spend our remaining time there. So I just wanted to ask, uh, you know, what is uh, one, what is the kind of um, most interesting thing you've worked on at the smart contract level? And then second, what's kind of the more technically challenging parts that you've worked on as well? Uh, so I think that definitely PCL and all this must happen in there in this quiet uh, environment in Cosmosm. So we're essentially uh, solving uh, differential equations right in smart contracts. So I think that PCL, one of most challenging tasks, and also another one was PCL for injective. I already built this. It deploys liquidity, but we're still testing this. We want to polish it and have this as secure as possible. And third one, I think that in permissionless incentives contract, I try to optimize this as much as, as possible. So if you check the gas price when you claim rewards or you withdraw liquidity, you could see that it's way, way, way lower than it used to be on the generator contract. And as well as Incentives contract is fully permissionless. You just need to pay small fee. And then anyone can prolong uh, incentives for free. So, yeah, it's key part of incentives contract. So, yeah, I think that this, these three are the main tasks, challenging tasks. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, can you guys hear me? Is my mic on? I'm still not sure if we are overlapping. I think another contributor had joined for a bit. I think it's all all good now. So I uh, one last thing I wanted to dig in a little bit on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can hear you. Uh, I wanted to dig on some of the alpha that you shared there. So the injective order book. Uh, we're trying to get PCL to deploy liquidity on the order book. Is that going to be possible uh, hypothetically for other order book integrations such as Duality or uh, even in the future, like, yeah, anything else? Uh, I would say that this injective uh, customization is uh, very special for injective, but under the hood, we use a general algorithm, which was developed by our research guy. Yeah, so we could apply this on duality as well, but anyway, the Integration points are different with duality and injective. Got it. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Nice. Well, I'm excited to see a lot of those uh, new integrations and then also some of the recent launches like the incentives contract. So that's cool to see some of this smart contract work play out in, in the UI. Uh, I know it's a long pipeline. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, shift our attention to Apollo, which is our main guest for this space. There's a lot of uh, awesome questions to ask. Uh, I guess I we can just start very introductory, which uh, uh, Anon made a, a very brief or quick summary. But you guys started off in Terra, and you guys 
recently launched in Neutron. So I kind of wanted to, you know, chat about that evolution and also ask like uh, specifically like why Neutron as well, uh, where you guys decided to launch. Yeah, I, I think I may be starting um, with kind of the, the evolution. Um, so yes, yeah, people don't know, we kind of originally launched on Intera back in kind of the peak Terra days back at the end of 2021, kind of one of the earlier ecosystem projects there uh, was really a relatively simple kind of auto compounder based on Astroport and TerraSwap. Um, and yeah, it, it was really just, we came together as a team that was working on the um, Delphi hackathon. We kind of had met through, through Terra and kind of came together through that, got a few kind of members to join the team, um, launched our kind of hackathon project placed second in the hackathon and then kind of went on to, to build the product, um, launched our token and, and hit over 200 million in, in TVL um, within our launch. Um, so it was a pretty well, hugely exciting kind of time and kind of was loads going on. Um, but then obviously the infamous terror crash happened, um, us, brought us really a bit back down to earth um, and, and really get, kind of gave us some time to um, kind of rethink our design, what we were going to do, how we were going to kind of move forward. Um, so I think kind of after we all took kind of two weeks off after the, the terror crash and came back with our ideas and, and really wanted to kind of keep building. We, we really always enjoyed the kind of the Cosmos space and especially on the development side, um, our developers been a big proponents of Cosmosm kind of, um, yeah, I, I think there's kind of a lot of benefits, whether it's kind of cheaper fees, interoperability, but also kind of the, the, the accessibility of the code. So kind of when it can be reviewed, it's much simpler um, and you do definitely mitigate some of the risks. So we were definitely very keen to to stay on Cosmosm. Um, so yeah, so I, I think also it was kind of peak bear market then as well. So there weren't as many opportunities. So we were really um, just kind of working on, on a number of different things. We did kind of a bit of grant work and, and really kind of in the meantime, we're completely redesigning our Vault architecture um, and really kind of decided that we wanted to move away from um, any kind of token incentive model and really kind of focus on ways that we could generate um, returns with, with sustainable incentives. I think we saw last time we could, we could get huge amounts of TVL, but is it really worth it if you're, if you're paying out vast amount of token just to attract a short-term TVL? So we kind of completely redesigned everything from the vaults to the tokenomics. Um, and have really just been kind of learning from the, the ecosystem and, and different ecosystems on what can be profitable, what can be sustainable and what can we build. Um, yeah, and I, and I think kind of that comes to the kind of the why Neutron. Um, I, think, I think something we were, I think something we were very keen for was basically a, um, a permissionless um, DeFi network um, within Cosmosm or within Cosmos um, that we could deploy to. Um, we were looking for kind of a, a new ecosystem, someone we could um, kind of partner with and also looking for somewhere there was a big hub of liquid staking tokens. So I think kind of um, Neutron just kind of really fit the bill on this one. Um, yeah, I, I think it kind of it ticks all the boxes. And then kind of when we started speaking to the team, um, we had kind of, we, yeah, well, I guess we kind of hit it off on a number of different levels and the kind of the same, the things we were kind of looking at and um, what we kind of wanted to see from an ecosystem, how we kind of believe kind of ecosystems grow and develop and the kind of support and stuff they needed. I think we kind of saw very um, eye to eye on a lot of those things. Um, definitely got to give a big shout out to Spade. He's been a um, great person to kind of work with and, and really great for the ecosystem. Um, so yeah, I think that was kind of very encouraging. Um, we're definitely going to be looking to deploy beyond Neutron and onto other Cosmos chains. I think that's kind of one of the main advantages of of Cosmos, but but having kind of our home base on Neutron and, and being able to also kind of 
bringing new liquidity to Neutron, um, I think is something we're going to really focus on. Um, so yeah, I guess to kind of finish the story, now we've, we've fully relaunched, our token is re-live, we have our vaults out. Um, we just hit the all-time high in our TVL um, since we since we relaunched in USD terms. So yeah, I, I'm very pleased kind of how everything's been going. We've only got three vaults out so far and have been kind of doing the opposite approach to last time where last time we launched a huge number of vaults with huge token incentives. This time we're doing no token incentives, rolling out one, one vault at a time and we can kind of go into kind of what's coming next um but but very different approach but but being very pleased with with how it's gone um so far yeah that's exciting and uh you guys men well you mentioned that you guys are also redesigning the tokenomics that makes me think about i believe it was arc 138 which was the initial proposal for the pool tax for the apollo token so you guys launched the apollo token on ash report and also proposed this new pool tax uh, which i guess goes into uh, the reshaping of your tokenomics and the buy and burn uh, kind of mechanism. So maybe we can dive in there. But but before we uh, go into that big topic, I, I quickly wanted to get some alpha. What what Cosmos chains were you guys also thinking about deploying on? Yeah, well, we did. We definitely were working pretty closely with Osmosis um, post launch, and then I still see, see Osmosis as a big hub of liquidity on on Cosmos. Um, so so I, I think we so we did the kind of um, the leverage yield farming and in collaboration with Mars, we kind of built the vaults for that. Um, that got a little bit disrupted with the change to concentrated liquidity, um, but it, it was definitely a consideration of launching on Osmosis. And I think um, it is more established and there's probably more trading volume for new tokens um, than maybe Astroport or Neutron at the moment. But I think we, we've always looked at how can we play the long game? Um, how can we be kind of part of the poor ecosystem? So I think that kind of shaped our choices there. And, and just the fact that it's kind of permissionless to, to launch on Neutron made it a lot easier. Um, I think, yeah, it's just tricky launching on a chain if you've got to kind of um, go through governance or, or permissions every time you want to make a, a slight change. Um, and you're a little bit more beholden to those token holders. So I think that kind of played a, a big part in it. Yeah, I mean, this this makes me even further curious. I mean, uh, Astroport recently announced that a, a proposal to launch an outpost on Osmosis, um, and uh, it seems like you guys also have plans to launch on Osmosis. You mentioned one of the blockers uh, for the previous integration with Osmosis was when uh, things shifted to concentrated liquidity. So in summary, it just became difficult to create vaults for these strategies, which have to be much more uh, actively managed, but does this mean that we'll potentially see Apollo vaults on Astroport pools on Osmosis, like TCL pools? Is that is that kind of the end game here? Yeah. So so um, we we have basically plans for um, the stable swap pairs for Osmosis, um, which I think is is a lot easier to to manage. Um, but we weren't really kind of we yeah for, for any kind of volatile pairs the the PCL on Osmosis will kind of fit us much better. I think kind of. It's just a bit of a risk having kind of bolts built on concentrated liquidity. It's 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 very technical and much more kind of quantitative. Um, like you have to kind of really kind of analyze the flows and and stuff like this. And it's it's way beyond kind of um just creating kind of a, a bolt that focuses on kind of maximizing yield. It's a completely different ball game. Um, so yeah, I think for the volatile pairs and and also you don't want to kind of have these bolts that kind of go out of range either side. That's not really kind of a risk you want your users to have, as it can be pretty detrimental and kind of one rebalance um can come yeah basically is, is a lot of yield. Um, so, so yeah, utilizing something like PCL for the volatile pairs um, is definitely going to be very interesting for us. Sweet. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, let's uh, jump back into the tokenomics. Uh, so you guys mentioned you uh, you envisioned the tokenomics. There was a new pool tax proposal on report uh, for a buy and sell tax, and there's a burn mechanism. If you go to the Apollo app, you'll see a burn page, and you can track specifically how much there is. I believe there's like 200k uh, Apollo. It's like 0.2 percent of the supply so far. Um, yeah, can you can you speak more about the tokenomics and the general buy burn proposal? Maybe I can uh, hop, hop in a little bit on this one and let Bruce finish it. But yeah, I think kind of like the main concept we, we wanted to do is since we weren't doing the token emissions, um, and and we and we had you know extra supply left over from the Terry days, you know we wanted to burn some of the supply and then and honestly in, in crypto, I mean this might not be the most popular statement of all time, but. I kind of view crypto as 80% speculative, 20% product. Um, even if you have the best product, essentially the speculation on the token um, always kind of seems to be where the most of the action comes through. So it's kind of like, how can you capture this? How can you capture the speculation? Um, and and we, we kind of thought, like, okay, we can capture speculation through this, the buy tax and the sell tax. So the buy tax uh, is a 3% buy tax, and that goes back to the team currently and then on, and on the on the newer pools and then the three percent sell goes into the burn and one of the other reasons we did this as well is because we launched fully diluted so all the tokens are liquid so none of the uh none of the, none of the games you know the unlock games the, the 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 linear vesting where it's like constant sell pressure so we kind of wanted to avoid that um and then the other kind of main goal was all right how can we capture the volatility so that's kind of why we have these three different pools to create these kind of like you know arbitrage opportunities um and different price different prices between the pools so it's an, and then you can capture that volatility and essentially you can redirect that volatility kind of wherever you want so i guess instead of using you know inflationary rewards which like is not sustainable and and you know that's kind of like it's, it's kind of like i think going eventually going to be somewhat outdated unless you can actually have like you know quantifiable results such as like looking at like how much you know how much did you spend per a customer you acquired like you know, if you're spending like five to ten thousand dollars for one customer, um, maybe not the best business model of the bad. So that's where we want to capture volatility and redirect it. So currently, we're redirecting it to the burn and and the uh, and the team, and then in the newer vaults, you know, it could be redirected to to liquidity providers. So it's kind of a way to capture the volatility, which is kind of guaranteed in crypto, and redirect that instead of using like your own token that you kind of you know printed out of thin air for lack of a, a better statement, but I think I'll let Bruce, he can kind of go more into the details. That was kind of just the, the ideas that, that kind of sparked most of it. Yeah, no, I think you covered it very well. Um, yeah, I, I think the difference was we kind of redesigned these during the, the, the bear market. And I think kind of the questions that we were looking at is kind of how do we minimize this kind of ongoing um, sell pressure that you often see on a lot of tokens? Like they, they can pump a lot early on, but all that really gets hurt um, by having kind of big token unlocks is your early buyers. We want kind of, um yeah i guess kind of pe people to know that, that all the kind of all the pieces are on the playing field um and there's not going to be kind of huge unlocks coming down the line people aren't kind of hanging off um and then kind of going from there it was also how can we kind of um continue funding the team on a, on a long-term basis so we can kind of keep building keep designing without having to again have kind of token sell pressure so i think that kind of covers both sides rather than having inflationary rewards we um can kind of deflate the token um and yeah, so, so the vast majority of the liquidity for the kind of the base pools that we've got at the moment is um, protocol-owned liquidity um, from our treasury. Um, so the kind of the main focus of that treasury is really kind of providing liquidity. Um, and then kind of the, the future vaults where we're going to be incentivizing LPs 
um yeah that's where kind of most rewards will go will be to kind of keep incentivizing those lps to build up more liquidity and then the more liquidity we have um the more we benefit um from the volatility yeah i i think the buy and burn is an interesting experiment on ash support and also shows kind of the flexibility of the protocol being able to add a new pool type is kind of the whole purpose of having this like flexible platform it's really cool to see outside contributors come in and propose a pool type and launch pools. And yeah, I think uh, you guys are uh, probably the first third party contributors to do that. So congrats for that. And yeah, I hope the pool tax uh, continues to do well. looks like it's doing awesome and uh, burns always create a good momentum. So that's cool. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the pool tax part two proposal. I think it was the ARC 151, which I believe is currently in progress. So this proposal is uh, basically asking for the pool tax for new Apollo launch pool. So these are pools with your vault tokens paired with uh, the Apollo token itself. Uh, so maybe for new users, this might be a, a little new or a little bit complicated. Uh, but yeah, can you kind of dive in a little bit into what these vault tokens are? And then maybe some of the opportunities uh, of pairing this vault token with the Apollo token in an LP pool on Astroport? Yeah, we'd love to. Um, I'll try and keep this as brief, brief as possible or as, and as clear as possible. Um, but basically, every time you put um, funds into a vault it, with Apollo, you get a vault token. Um, so, for example, you enter the ST tier, tier vault. Um, you're in that LP position, um, but you basically get a, a vault token back out that represents that position. Um, you can always redeem that vault token for the underlying tier. So you can always exit the vault. Um, but you can also kind of send that vault token places. You can trade the vault token with other people if there's liquidity. Um, you can also use it within DeFi. Um, so once we integrate it, you'll be able to kind of lend and borrow against it. You'll be able to mint um, potentially stable coins against it or mint um, synthetic assets against it. So um, I, I think kind of the easiest way is to look at it like a liquid staking token. Um, but it's just one level above because it also adds liquidity to the L people. Um, I, I think kind of one of the things with or one of the kind of the issues if, uh, with liquid staking tokens is they need to be liquid or they're not liquid staking tokens. Um, and they need to be liquid to be used within DeFi and really give all the benefits that they have. Um, but there's also, there's always this kind of competition between either you use your liquid staking token in DeFi or you put it in the LP pool. And all this means is that the, the um, yield for LP pools need to be higher and higher and higher to attract the liquidity. Um, and it, they're kind of competing against those different uses within DeFi. Um, whereas if we combine that into one token, um, you, you basically, you're providing liquidity and you can also get all those benefits as well. So you get kind of doubled up yield, um, but also you're providing um, twice the benefits as well. Um, so I think that's kind of really the, the kind of the reason why. And I think we've kind of seen from liquid staking providers, they've, they've done very well and been very popular, um, but they do need large amounts of incentives to kind of keep going. And those incentives can't last forever. Um, so they are going to need kind of a long-term sustainable way to be able to attract liquidity and make their tokens um, useful. Um, one of the other things that you can do with those vault tokens is also um, basically use them to farm volatility. And this is kind of just one of the areas we're going to be using to sustainably boost incentives. Um, and I think the easiest way to look at this is if you create an LP pool um, on somewhere like Astroport, if no one trades through that pool, um, then the prices doesn't move. Um, so just say we do it with our SDT Vault token and Apollo. Um, then the pri price of tier goes 
up 50% over a couple of days um, or down 50%, the example doesn't matter. Um, that would basically mean unless anyone's traded through that pool, um, the price of those tier vault tokens are going to be either underpriced or overpriced, um, depending on how the market moves. Um, so yeah, external markets move. This liquidity doesn't move unless someone trades through it. So what we're doing is basically putting fees um, on trading through that liquidity. Um, and we'll be releasing a lot more kind of information on kind of exactly what these fee structures are um, soon. Um, but yeah, we'll put fees on that. And then so every time liquidity and arbitrages are, are incentivized to move through this pool, they basically pay the fees to Apollo. Um, so the deeper the liquidity is, the more capital flowing through that that needs to, to basically keep it in line with the actual prices. Um, and then the more fees that we generate um, and the more fees we can pass back to the liquidity providers and the more um, liquidity we will get. I, I, it's maybe a little bit hard to condense, but um, I hope that maybe gave a good a rough overview of, of what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it sounds kind of like it's an LP token that's also an LSD, um, and that it's a well you have you you call it the vault token, right? And then that's being yeah. paired with Apollo. So I guess I had one question, but maybe it's already resolved by what you previously said. So it's more of a clarification. So it was, uh, if if the vault token gets locked and could be redeemed for the underlying liquidity, my question was then why would you need a pool? for pairing the vault token with Apollo. But I think the answer is basically to farm the volatility, right? It, it creates a space where uh, outside of the vault token, there could be a speculator who comes in and sees that the price of the uh, pool or the vault token on Astroport is maybe uh, different than the actual underlying yield. So they could you know, speculate on that. And with each trade that triggers the buyer burn, uh, tokenomics mechanism. So it's just a, a space for speculation. Is that is that, would, would, is that kind of uh, the summary? Exactly. Maybe not quite speculation because they'll be able to see the price. They'll be able to be able to make the calculation. If I um, buy this vault token and redeem it, um, I'm actually going to make more than if I, than it, yeah, the, the, it, you might have to redeem it for more than you can buy it for against Apollo, or you might be able to um, enter the vault um, and basically buy Apollo for cheaper than you would be able to on the market. So yeah, I, I guess it, it gives opportunities for arbitrages or people looking to kind of earn yield on their tokens. Um, so yeah, to start with, we're going to be doing it with, for the first couple of pools, we're going to do it with pool tax because of their design. Um, but beyond then, we're actually going to be doing it with unlock fees um, and no trading tax, which will create some kind of more interesting um, opportunities that has kind of the same effect, but, but just kind of changes a few things around. Um, but yes. Uh, nice. Cool. Uh, so I, I guess one last question on this uh, vault token is um, I know Apollo was uh, were one of the main proponents of uh, Astroport changing from CW20 tokens to token factory. Um, so I'm guessing obviously your your Apollo token is token factory, but are these vault tokens as well? And uh, maybe from like a technical or dev perspective, I'm not sure if someone here can share. Um, maybe some of those advantages. We can also swing it back to Timothy who. Uh, worked on a lot of this as well as feedback from the Apollo team. I, I guess specific, yeah, yeah. Timothy, do you want to say something? Uh, repeat question. I didn't get the question. So I'm just asking, I ask him where we are at Talking yeah, yeah. I guess tokens. I'll clarify the question. I, I, it, I was more bringing up the topic, but yeah, I can clarify a question. So, um, 
with these vault tokens, I'm assuming they're they're part of the token factory model for for tokens. I'm bringing up the topic that Apollo is one of the bigger proponents for Astroport changing from CW20 tokens to token factory. I'm guessing these vault tokens are also in token factory form. Um, I guess the question for Timothy is what what were some of the challenges in um, making this possible, allowing token factory um, tokens on Astroport? And maybe before we dive in there, uh, what are what are the differences between CW20 tokens and token factory? And then uh, you know how is the change made, or or what is the status of it now? Uh, so CW20 token, this is basically just a contract, a ledger which the database which holds the holders and their respective amounts. Uh, yeah, and Token Factory, this is a native token like you Osma, your Luna, your NTRN, etc. Uh, so I think that the most interesting part in Token Factory is this is a native token and this is uh you can ABC this anywhere without any uh additional setup like for CW20. So it, it works on the scratch. Uh yeah, and where we are at with moving to token factory LP tokens, uh this is very challenging because as Astroport is mostly for passive LPs, and some of them very passive, like they are not open in Astroport for several months. And because of this, we could probably end up in a situation that we have uh, both CW20 LP tokens and Token Factory tokens. So I think that when we finally move to Token Factory, we will need to deregister pools create new ones, move incentives. So a, a lot of hard work and we will need to keep pushing this in our community uh, that they need to move their liquidity. So essentially burn CW20 and mint token factory. So yeah, uh, we are planning to do this, but I think that this is after a hard move and we Astro. Sweet. Okay. Yep. Sounds like a, a challenge, but looking forward to, to it. All right. So yeah, let's move on from, from this topic. I, I guess one thing uh, to swing back to is specifically some of the current vaults that are on Apollo. So Apollo offers three vaults and its newest vault is a little bit different. So you guys have these like seven day locked LP vaults, um, which I think most people are used to. You lock your LP for seven days, you get this new vault token, and maybe there's some new cool stuff you'll be able to do with it on Astroport. But can we talk about the uh, the capped TIA vault? What's going on there? And also just to kind of uh, make users aware, I believe that this vault ends today as well, right? Like your ability to deposit into the vault? Yeah. Uh, well, no, it ends tomorrow. So it's kind of 24 hours uh, ah, yeah, about, yeah. about this time. So people have about 24 hours. Um, yeah, so this is kind of a, a quite an exciting one, I think. Um, so, yeah, I, I think most people, I'm sure, kind of saw the excitement around kind of the the SP tier um, bootstrapping campaign from Stride. They're kind of giving away, uh, air dropping five um, percent of their total token supply to basically people that hold 
SD tier or people that go in Astroport or Osmosis LPs. Um, so, so yeah, I think it's a big opportunity, um, but I kind of want to be, and then there's also kind of other incentives from Astro, uh, from Neutron and additional ones from Stride, um, but kind of the interesting ones about the Stride airdrop really is that the rewards come in six months time and um, so you earn them now, but you can't claim them for six months. Um, so we were kind of really kind of brainstorming how can we, um, one, kind of maximize the benefit for kind of Apollo and Apollo holders. Um, and, and two, kind of how can we really kind of provide something that's kind of unique and a bit different for our users? Um, I, I think there was no point kind of providing a different flavor of exactly what Astroport was um, proposing. And I think it's kind of what we're looking to do is if, if we've not got, if we're not giving out large amounts of incentives, um, we're much better off kind of um, building something that's maybe a little bit more unique that appeals to 10, 20% of people rather than trying to compete on just having bigger, better um, than other people. Um, so yeah, the, the kind of the way it works is you lock in your lock into the vault, um, and then you have to kind of remain in the vault in order to get um, the the stride rewards in six months' time. Um, but to kind of compensate users that we're giving them upfront boosted rewards um, for the first month. So yeah, so for the first month you get boosted rewards, and then you can basically choose: do I want to stay in the vault um, um, and kind of collect my stride rewards in six months, and also collect the the additional rewards of everyone that left? Or two, do I want to kind of just take those um, boosted rewards and then leave the vault there? Um, I think kind of a few of the other things is, so while you, there'll be no more deposits into the vault and the deposits will be locked, um, the one, what this means is that you're basically going to have to calculate exactly how many stride per vault token. Um, so yeah, then the vault tokens basically become worth the, worth the underlying tier plus all the future stride rewards. Um, which gets interesting. So the more people that leave the vault, um, the the more valuable the vault tokens become, and then we'll have a market to trade them. So so kind of how valuable is that speculation on future stride rewards, um, or can you buy discounted tier if you also include the stride rewards? So I think there's going to be kind of some speculation there. Um, yeah, which will be interesting. It'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out. What you kind of expect is that the vault tokens will be worth the underlying tier plus stride rewards. Uh, minus kind of how much time it is left to claim. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's pretty interesting. I think it's a good way to kind of introduce some game game theory on a multiple different levels. Anyone that stays in the vault long term is going to get a big boost of stride rewards because you'd expect at least a portion of the the vault to leave over the next six months to to one year when they fully complete the rewards. Um, and yeah, I think it kind of offers something different. I think we've been kind of very excited by how well this performed um so i think we we basically apollo provided um roughly um 20k towards as incentives um from ourselves but we've seen kind of 1.3 million come into this vault so yeah it's it obviously been very popular and, and kind of pleased with with um how it's all worked out sweet and i just wanted to kind of clarify a question on there so today is the last day to deposit into the vault uh and the more people that leave the vault the more valuable the position becomes uh, but what's kind of the 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 end the deadline for when the vault closes or yeah like how long uh, should people in it, like uh, in the most optimal way expect to stay is this like six months a year etc. Yeah, so I, I think this will be kind of interesting and it really kind of depends on. But yeah, so the full rewards will be fully delivered in in twelve months time. Um, the stride rewards start in six months time. Um, so yeah, six months they start. One year they finished, so um, somewhere between between those times, 
Um, and it really depends on, on how um, how effectively the, the vault tokens are priced, really. So can maybe you, you're, maybe people end up doing um, exiting early, but being better off because they sell their vault tokens for, for more. Um, and it depends on a lot of factors, like how um, if if stride go if the stride token goes up a lot or down a lot, that will kind of affect how how valuable it, valuable it should be as well. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, yeah, it's kind of interesting game theory. I mean, today is the last day, and once people enter, they're kind of in, and uh, if they get out, they get out. So we'll see what happens and interesting stuff. But yeah, you you also mentioned you guys incentivize the vault. I wanted to talk about incentives in general. Um, so Ash support just, I, I know this is for the vault specifically, not an Ash support pool, but uh, to kind of uh, go with another topic, Ash support just recently launched their permissionless incentives. It was kind of a painstaking process to incentivize a pool on Ash support before, since you had to go through multiple governance proposals, um, yeah, to get that set up just to provide incentives. Uh, so I, I'm wondering if you guys have any plans in the future. I mean, you guys hold the treasury. Um, if you guys plan to create any incentives for specific pools or um, you guys have a different strategy. I mean, you, you mentioned a lot of the uh, liquidity on Nash support for your pools is already pro pro <coughs> protocol owned. So maybe there's no need for incentives. Uh, but yeah, I, I just wanted to ask, are, are you guys planning to test out the new, the new permissionless incentives or, or is there uh, another strat going on? Yeah, I, I think kind of, Maybe less of the permissionless incentives, but but definitely looking forward to the kind of the VX Astro stuff uh, for incentives. Um, yeah, I, I think kind of focusing on the on the kind of no emission model. I think um, yeah, we're, we're we're looking to kind of utilize our, our X Astro holdings or or stake into VX Astro and then kind of utilize that for liquidity direction. Um, but probably less so the the um, the new incentive contract. But having said that, I think kind of. That we, we still see a lot of benefits and I'm kind of really excited that Astro Port have released this. Um, but I think kind of just from the the, the SDT about alone, you're now getting Astro rewards, Neutron rewards, Stride rewards, which wouldn't have been possible before. Um, and I think as kind of new pools and new liquid staking derivatives launch, um, I think we, we see a lot of benefit there. So maybe we're going to be less providers and more beneficiaries um, of that. Yeah, no, I mean, it totally makes sense with uh, the kind of model you guys are re-envisioning with, uh, like, less emissions from the Apollo token. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, so I guess we can shift a little bit towards this Ash, uh, the, the kind of Ash Awards and your treasury, since you kind of mentioned it, and maybe the Astro, uh, the Astro Hub launch as well. Um, but, yeah, I guess from Timothy really quickly, is there any kind of alpha you can share regarding vx astro any any updates that are possible to share if not all good uh i don't think we can share anything about vx astro but i can give an alphabet the hub yeah, move, yeah. All, all, all the all, all the code regarding hub move is currently going through audit nice and, okay yeah yeah focusing on this well, it's uh, going into audit, so hopefully uh, we can give more updates after that and see uh, how yeah, things roll out. The clarify, um, it's already under audit. So oh, this nice, is in process. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. So then I guess from the Apollo side, uh, I, I kind of want to dive in a little bit in terms of your treasury, what you guys plan to do with it, um, and kind of your, your participation in the Astro Wars. I'm not sure if you want to give a spiel there. 
Yeah, yeah, I can do it again. Um, yeah, so I, I think kind of focusing on the treasury first, definitely looking at this slightly differently from when we launched on Terra. Um, and and it, yeah, I, the, the main focus of this is going to be providing liquidity to Apollo one way or another. Um, basically, we survive on liquidity, especially if you kind of go into the volatility farming stuff and, and even our vaults. Like the more liquidity that Apollo has on its platform, um, the more beneficial it is for, for Apollo token holders. Um, and, and even more so once we start creating the, the Apollo or the vault token Apollo pairs, the more liquidity we get in those, the more Apollo they get sucked up and, and um, put into those liquidity and, and um, can, yeah, create this kind of ecosystem that can be traded through as well. Um, so, yeah, in short, liquidity is our lifeblood. So it's going to be that's going to be really the focus. So um, at the moment, the treasury is basically not a speculative treasury, but a kind of a liquidity providing treasury. Um, so I think we have about half a million in, in protocol-owned liquidity. Um, and then I think the whole treasury is about 2 million with another kind of half a million in, in Astroport, which is, I think, about 2 million Astro. Um, so, yeah, so that's going to be kind of our, our, our main usage for it. Um, yeah, so I, I think we also benefit because we have these tax pools as well. So the more liquidity we get in the tax pools from the treasury, then that kind of goes towards the burn and goes towards um, continuing to, to fund the team as well. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I think especially coming up with kind of the extra, I guess, um, yeah, I, I, so basically, uh, we'll, we'll be looking to pass our Astro voting power from the treasury back to our token holders so they can kind of direct that best. Um, so the, some of the things you might expect is something like directing it, um, some Astro incentives to, um, our bulk token pools, directing it to kind of the Apollo base pools for more liquidity. Um, and yeah, I think kind of in terms of liquidity where we're up to at the moment, we realize it's, it's relatively low. We've kind of split it across multiple pools, which makes it more challenging. Um, so kind of we're definitely going to be over the next kind of weeks and months looking to kind of boost our liquidity up and having deeper pools and, and really want to see kind of a couple of pools over probably over a million to really kind of, um, uh, yeah, just allow kind of larger size trading and also kind of benefit more from the volatility. Um, yeah, and I think kind of, yeah, BX Astro would definitely play a key role in that. Um, and then kind of the other interesting thing is you could always kind of, um, I know there's going to be kind of a sort of bribing market on Astro. So either we could kind of, depending on kind of the, the value of that, either Apollo could utilize the, the bribing end or even kind of could benefit from the bribing end through our Astro holdings and then passing those back um, to, to Apollo token holders. Um, so yeah, I, I think the, the, the Astro Wars is going to be a bit different this time than last time. It seems like it's going to be more, um chains i guess competing competing over um <laughs> over astro so you're going to have kind of um neutron holds astro terra holds astro and all these different chains are probably going to be competing for for most incentives um so it's going to be difficult for kind of a smaller project like apollo to really compete against a um a, a billion dollar chain um but i think we, we're going to have to kind of carve out our own niche within that um, if we have some of the major pools on, on Neutron or, or on the other chains and we kind of benefit from their token holdings and then can kind of direct um, or benefit from our slightly smaller holdings, but, but still kind of use it to, to the best degree. Um, so, yeah, I hope that kind of answers that. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good summary. And uh, I guess the last question before I leave, I like five minutes for uh, community questions. So I guess community start thinking of at least one or two questions. But uh, you mentioned that, uh, you know, uh, Apollo holders will be able to kind of direct incentives for example, like the Vault token pools or the base Apollo pool. 
Um, I guess my question is uh, obviously a little too early because VX Astro is not even out, but do you guys have like a, something in mind for when this gets released, like uh, how this will work, i.e. is there going to be like a UI or something where Apollo holders will be able to like select uh, which vault pool or uh, the base Apollo pool to incentivize and direct the emissions there or um, yeah, I'm not sure if we're too early or what the model there will look like. I'm, I'm wondering how these uh, uh, Apollo holders will, will direct the incentives specifically. Yeah, direct, um, yeah. Um, so it's something we're kind of still working on. Um, the, the governance is gonna be kind of, once the, the votes are out, the governance is kind of the next big um, contracting thing we're working on. Um, I guess the governance is gonna be a little bit more, or we'll make it, I guess, a little bit more technical because we're pretty keen that um, Apollo LPs basically have governance rights as well. So it'd be both um, Apollo single stakers and Apollo LPs would both be able to have governance. Um, I, I think kind of having the LPs is so critical to the system and also they are kind of the most dependent on the changes um, that Apollo governance is gonna be able to make, whether that is doing the VX Astro voting, but also changing the parameters and changing how much incentive goes to LPs and stuff like this. And um, we really want them to be part of it. So yeah, I think the government is going to take a, a little bit longer because of that. Um, but, but yeah, it's going to be our next bigger project to work on. Um, and yeah, we'll be and, and building into that. We'll have a way for people to be able to basically select which um, which pools they would like to vote for and which ones they would like to see the most incentives. Um, I guess it's kind of similar to um, still the kind of the the, the convex curve stuff that um, well we still have, but was more prevalent last last cycle. Um, but without having to worry about kind of a four-year lock or anything um, as well. So, yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you all for uh, sharing and coming into the space. I do want to leave these uh, last five minutes uh, for any community question. I'm not sure if someone has any. Um, in the meantime, maybe if there's any last thought while we wait for a speaker. Uh, I'm not sure if Anon or Bruce or Timothy have any any last thoughts to say. Mm. Doesn't no seem questions. like we have a community question yet. Yes, Bruce? No, no, all good. I was wondering if there were any questions, but it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. No questions yet. All good. I mean, I think it uh I guess just a point to touch is I, I think it's really interesting that you guys are uh involving the LPs and the governance. And obviously that requires like a lot of custom uh refactoring for whatever governance contracts. Um yeah, I'm looking forward to see that and uh yeah. I think uh, we don't have any any questions, so that's okay. Um, that being said, do you guys want to say any last thoughts before we close the space? Uh, last thing I gotta say is let's shred some NAR, baby. <laughs> awesome. And for me, just but yeah, thanks so much for everyone for everyone joining. Um, yeah, feel free to join our Discord. Um, join our Telegram as well, but probably Discord's better if you got kind of questions and want to join the community. Um, and yeah, just really appreciate everyone turning up. Very excited to be back and be doing these spaces. And uh, yeah, we've got some stuff coming out this week and, and more stuff coming out in the near future. So yeah, keep an eye out. Sweet. Okay. Thank you guys for joining. We're about we're gonna close this space and uh, see you in the next one. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is played for keeps Clowns white knighting all these Maybellines They call it implausible when model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt, we rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tim Spaces